Good morning. I am, uh, it's always humbling and it's always a blessing to be able to uh, share what is on my heart. And uh, I do have to just thank um, Pastor for giving me the opportunity to be able to share what is on my heart. Uh, and I have to thank uh, our ministers um, for uh, just their guidance, their wisdom. Uh, and I just have to thank the whole Ayers family for lifting me up. My focus teaching um, is something that has been on my heart, but uh, didn't really come to fruition until recently. Uh, and Pastor has a way of knowing timing and bringing out things uh, and bringing clarity to those things. And the title that I have is Never Settle. Okay. Fighting with the Spirit. I've always known the importance of words, but watching Pastor uh, teach, learning to focus on some of the words that we don't always focus on. Um, so, while I'm going to be talking about settling and I'm going to be talking about uh, the Holy Spirit, it's important that we look at the word with, okay. because it's that word with. Sometimes parents will be like, uh, oh, the kids were fighting with each other. And what they should have said is the kids were fighting against each other. They weren't fighting, okay, for a common goal, a common good, united. They were fighting against each other. And we, we sometimes we just use that word with because it enters into slang as opposed to what we really need to be doing. And for me... The, the idea of never settling is the topic that came into mind, but there's a second part to that, and that second part is that how do we never settle? It's if we fight with the Spirit. And this isn't a complete teaching on uh, the Spirit in any way, but this is kind of what it means uh, to me. Um, we have trained ourselves to not expect more because we can't see beyond where our vision ends. I would like us to turn to uh, Hebrews 11.1. 1. I know we all know this, but and a lot of the scriptures that I'm going to read today, uh, we are familiar with, but I'm going to talk about how our familiarity can actually lead us to settle, because we've heard them. And sometimes we just say them, um, but we don't always review them and think deeply about them. So, Hebrews 11.1, 1, I'm reading out of the King James. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, for the, for the evidence of things not seen. When we expect more, but all we're looking at is what we've placed our eyes on. We haven't put faith in what those things are that are going to, uh, that God is manifesting for us. Now, there are responsibilities that we have as far as being obedient, but as far as our faith. I would also like to go to 2 Corinthians 4, 16 and 18. 2 Corinthians 4, 16 and 18. For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory, 
while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. And that is the fight. The fight in who are you going to choose? Are you going to choose yourself, or are you going to choose the spirit that God has placed in us? The, I, this is an interesting time of year. It's the middle of November, and people are already wishing away the year. This is one of those things that uh, I hear people say, well, in, in 2019, you know, like 2018 is already over. There's about, what, six weeks left in this year? So let's just say about 42 days. My math may be off a little bit, but 42 days. At what other point in time are we going to just throw away 42 days? Are we going to get to February and be like, well, you know what, in 42 days, I am going to start again. In 42 days, God has something for me. When, when are we going to stop using okay, the worldly calendar to determine what we're going to do, and when are we going to start using what God has planned for us, how God has ordered our steps? And I think too often we do that, we do that with time. We do that with, uh, well, you know, it's Friday or it's Sunday or, you know, if your work week starts on Monday morning, it's like, well, it's Sunday night. Are, are you, how are you feeling about that, you know? Because you shouldn't be feeling any type of way because you should be blessed. You should be blessed at what God has provided for you and that when you wake up, it shouldn't be, I've got to start the work week. And whatever your work, work week starts or how it starts or how it ends, you should be blessed. Okay? We are so uh, blessed to be given these opportunities, but we use time. And we just throw it away. We have settled for that. We have settled for, uh, in my prayers, I pray for uh, certain people having prosperity in 2018. That will go until there is no more 2018. Why would I stop praying because we get closer to the end of the year? We have settled for that. What is settling? Settling is coming to a stopping point. When we look at the definition of settling, it's coming to a stopping point. It is um, becoming complacent. When we settle, think of somebody settles out of court. When they settle out of court, why did they settle? It was a compromise, right? It was a compromise because they knew that the true judgment, okay, they were fearful of it. So if they were in the right, they settled because they were fearful. If they were in the wrong, they settled because they didn't want to be found out. We can go back to Adam and Eve being ashamed in the garden. We've got to figure out, are we ashamed? Is that why we settle? Or are we right but fearful of what God has planned for us. And I may fall into that second category. When I look at me, I may, I may be, this is good, but, but I'm, gonna, I'm just going to settle right here. I've, I've, I've got more than I've ever had. But maybe this is where I need to be. And that's my fight, okay, is that I've got to figure out how to keep moving to what God has purposed for me and not what Robert has purposed for himself. So um, when I think about settling, settling is, is tough. Settling is tricky um, because think of all the different reasons why we settle. We settle based upon time. I don't have enough time. Okay? It's not my time. It's somebody else's time. But 
what does Ecclesiastes 3 tell us? To everything there is a time, right? Everything there is a season. Now, I feel I, I, we run on Saturdays. We run outside in this park, and as the, the leaves are falling off the tree, I look at trees. I, I'm just amazed by the, the life cycle of a tree, the true life cycle. You know, spring, all of a sudden, they're popping. It's, it's a very bright green. It's, it's just uh, beautiful. It, it makes us feel a different way. There's this tree that there's at, at the park that I think is the most beautiful tree, and, but I love it when it's dormant because it's very, very powerful. Because although I know it doesn't have all the leaves on it, when the leaves have fallen, and it changes at a different time than the other ones. It always goes dormant before the other ones. And it comes out when it wants to come out. And I think if we put, we, we take what God has put in us, okay, because a tree that is dormant is different than a dead tree. To the eye, to the human eye, that dormant tree looks dead as any dead tree. But it's that dormant tree that is stored up, okay? Stored up those things that it needs. It's conserving energy. It's doing what it needs to do to continue life, to be able to continue that bright green that we have in the spring the deep green that we have throughout the summer. What that tree is going to provide as far as uh, oxygen okay? and, and helping us and helping uh, the world. And then I think about you know, the beautiful colors that we see. Sometimes we see them, sometimes we don't. But it's based upon what that tree gets throughout the year. But that tree continues on. And I think no matter what, okay? and I'm, I'm not advocating that we should ever be dormant, but I'm saying when we don't feel like... Okay, when we feel like we're settling, we've got to make sure that we're drawing on those things that the spirit, that our spirit man has, that God has put in us. And for me, I have to draw on those things that I've learned. You know, I, I see throughout 47 years, I'm blessed to absolutely be here. But in the two and a half years of Bennett Ayers, what have I learned from pastor's teaching? What have I learned from our minister's teaching? What have I learned from the heir's body when they're teaching during fast week and the opportunities that are presented and the conversations that come up? How can I interact with people? And how can I do that in my daily life? Those are the things that uh, I, I think about while we're going through, while I'm fighting with the spirit. Um, we must finish. We must finish. That tree has to continue on until that tree can go no more. We, okay, as Christians, we must finish. Let's turn to Philippians 1 uh, and 6. Being confident. Is everybody there? Being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Amen. We don't get to determine the completion. If he has begun that in you, okay, he will perform that. God is going to do it. God is going to show up. God will determine when we are complete. But too often, we settle. Too often, we settle and we fight that. And we say, wow, this is, this is more than I've ever had. I've been blessed beyond belief. But you've got to fight with the Spirit. You've got to take on, okay? You've got to have that Holy Spirit. Not the Spirit of man, but the Spirit, the Holy Spirit that we have been baptized with that we'll talk about in a little bit. But God determines our completion. We do not determine our completion. Let's go to Isaiah 57 and 15. Isaiah 57 and 15. 
All right, out of the King James. For thus saith the high and lofty, one that inhabiteth eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in the holy, in the high and holy place with him also that is of a contrite and humble spirit to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. The humble in spirit, revive the spirit of the humble, revive the heart of the contrite ones. Now let's also go to Matthew, oh no, Matthew 5 and 3. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Poor meaning the, the meek, the humble. Okay? We have to humble ourselves. We have to humble ourselves before God so that he can use us. The kingdom is theirs. The whole kingdom. I mean, when you think about that, being descendants of Abraham, what okay, is rightfully ours? Okay? What should we be looking for as opposed to settling for the things okay, that we've achieved that we never had before in life? And we settle, okay, and we allow ourselves to come to a stop because it's nice, because it's comfortable. Sometimes we settle when uh, we're going through something. Well, I can't get over the hump, so I'm just going to settle right here. Sometimes we settle for a relationship because no one's ever loved me, and this appears like love. This appears like somebody is going to do it. We settle because, hey, you know what? Okay? I'm, I'm struggling because maybe it's, maybe it's my son who is not doing what I think they should be doing. And then we settle because the battle gets so hard, because the challenge gets so hard, because we love them, we pray for them, we want the best for them, we know what God has purpose for them, we pray over them constantly. But it's, it's, there's a pain that goes along with watching them not get what they want. And it's for us to keep our hands off it, okay, and let God handle it. But it's tough. It's tough to watch. But we settle because it gets tiring. We get tired. And we start to determine the, that settling is our rest as opposed to, okay, letting God determine it. Um, Matthew 3 and 11. Matthew 3 and 11. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. That is what we have to hold to. That is what we have to stick to. That is who we have to fight with. That's who I want on my side. And I've got, I've got to tap into it. And we'll find out here in a minute why we don't tap into it. Although we've, we've heard it through entering in. We've heard it through another man. We've heard it through uh, the restoration talk that we've had. We've heard it constantly throughout. But this is who we have to fight with. What keeps us from never settling. I, I tell so many people that I care about, whether it's uh, players on my team, whether it's students at school, whether it's teachers I work, never settle. Especially for young folks, never settle. Somebody who's starting a new relationship, never settle. Why would you want to settle? But how do you know if you're settling if you're fighting with the Spirit? Because you'll hear from God if you're fighting with the Spirit. If you're fighting against the Spirit, you'll deal with all those things, okay, that feel good. You'll deal with all those things that sight is, is showing you as opposed to what God is trying to show you. This is also repeated in Acts 1 and 5 that we are baptized with the Holy Spirit. Matthew 3 and 16. 
Um, let's go to Matthew 26 and 41. Matthew 26 and 41. Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. And too many decisions, we are fighting against the spirit, and we are fighting with our flesh. And we have to be fighting with that spirit. Remember, survival kit. Uh, and it was interesting uh, when I started because all these things start happening. Uh, I don't know, I, I hope it's the same for you, but when you start locking into God, you start, all these things start coming at you, okay? So anytime I'm preparing for something, um, I'm, I'm just getting, it's like just things start falling and it's like, wait, wait a minute here, is, th is this for now or is this for something else? Is this for something I need to bring into it? But then I go back to our survival kit, you know, and, and um, uh, the, the hand and, and Two, does everyone remember what two? We have two what? Uh, two natures. The old nature, okay, and our new nature. The old nature is, is our man nature, is, our, is us, okay? The new nature, okay, comes through the spirit, okay? The spirit that is put in us. And that's the one that we have to lock into. Uh, and I thought it was very interesting and that um, Zipporah, okay, um, while interceding, also mentioned the fruits of the spirit this morning because this is how we know how do we know if we're settling you want to find out if you're settling why you should never settle let's go to the fruits of the spirit i love that she had mentioned those and she was talking about those okay and she was praying over this house and she was praying over this family and she was praying over all of the people that we love and that we care about so let's go to galatians 5 22 and 23 how do we know because these are the things that we should be experiencing. How do we know if we're fighting with the Spirit or against the Spirit? How do we know if we should settle? Because we should be looking at these fruits. The fruit, uh, Galatians 5 and 22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love. Are we operating in love? True love, not the feeling of love, but actual love. Okay? A new command I give to you, love one another. That's, what, that's how we need to be operating. Is it there? Joy? Do we have joy? Have we found joy? Peace. How often do we look for peace? But we can't decide when that happens. But is that a feeling that we have? Think about the feelings that we have, and when we have them, we should be looking at all these fruits of the Spirit every single day. A good reflection is at the end of the day to go back and say, how many of these have I felt throughout the day? Why did I not feel those? And that's because I, did, I was not obedient to God. I left the presence of God. But if I'm in the presence of God, then I'm going to have love. I'm going to have joy. I'm going to have peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. That is a great guide for me if I'm in uh, the fruit of the Spirit. I know I can't settle. But how many of I, am I checking off? How many of those every single day? And then you look at the body of your work, your week, whether it's work, whether it's personal life. What are the things that are keeping you out of that? And those are the things that you need to lock in and pray to God for. 
Why am I not operating in love? Why am I not operating in meekness? Why am I trying to rush things as opposed to the patience that we should, uh, that God has given us that we are not using? I go back to uh, whether it's our sons and whether we're, we're watching them. Um, and, you know, we have to have that patience for them. We have to be, operate in that spirit. Otherwise, that's when our man comes in. And that's when we start fighting against the spirit. And then you think about that spirit. You think about those evil spirits that come into the house, that come into your life because you're fighting against the spirit. And now, all of a sudden, instead of being patient, okay, you start to get frustrated. You start to get agitated. You start to feel all these negative feelings because we haven't locked into the spirit. We haven't locked into uh, the Holy Spirit. Um, goal setting can lead to us settling when we set goals. There's nothing wrong with setting goals, but when we set goals, okay, when we achieve them, sometimes we settle. Sometimes we stop. Sometimes we come to that resting point. We need to keep going. We need to keep moving. We need to keep moving to that next level that God has placed us. And I express to me, for me, that's one of those things. A great revelation that I got um, when I was preparing was I said, I, I need more. And, and uh, God led me to our Commit to the Dig book. And in our Commit to the Dig book, I always look at those books that pastors suggest. Okay? When any uh, of our church leaders, our ministers, um, when, and, when, and our pastors, when they talk about books, the ones that are listed or sometimes they'll mention them, I, I always like to write them down because my goal is to read every single one of them. Well, a great book. Wow. I mean, I, I, I'm sure they're all great. But the timing of this one, um, The Release of the Spirit by Watchman Nee. Wow. And I know Pastor has mentioned this before, and I'm not going to give a book report. Uh, but there's a couple things that I want to, to bring out because it talks about this spirit. And he talks about uh, our inward man, which is our spirit talks about the outward man which is our soul and the outermost man is our body but um, he put it this way in the book the union of man's spirit man's spirit lowercase s with the holy spirit governs the soul then uses the body to express God's life and purpose this is in the book I'm quoting from Watchman Nee so this isn't me but it's so beautifully put for us to see how, this, how these things complement each other. But where it all has to start is with the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, not our spirit, not our soul. Because the soul is our feelings. The, the body is uh, our sight, our hearing, our taste, our touch, and those things that appeal to us. But it's our spirit which guides all those things. But when we suppress our spirit because we're fighting against the spirit, not fighting with the spirit, that's when we settle. Because it feels good. Or because it frustrates us. Or because uh, it provides okay, my pleasure temporarily. But not eternal pleasure. Okay? It's not that eternal thing that we're looking for. So let me say it again. The union of man's spirit with the Holy Spirit. Those are meant... That's the, we are baptized with the Holy Spirit. If we're baptized with the Holy Spirit, then we are bringing our spirit, man, little s, with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit governs the soul. 
the soul cannot be governing the Holy Spirit, then uses the body to express God's life and purpose. Talks about being broken, breaking that outward man. Okay? So the inward man, spirit, the Holy Spirit. Okay? And then that, that we have to break that outward man, that soul. We have to break it. We have to break through. I'm still working on breaking that outward man. There are some fractures. The Holy Spirit will seep out. But it's not all consuming. It's not just I've broken it and every single thing I do okay, represents the fruits of the Spirit. Every single thing I do. Not just some of the things I do. Not the majority of things I do. We're not trying to just pass a test here as far as a certain percentage gets us in. But in all the things that I do. Amen. Do we look at those fruits of the Spirit? So an outstanding book. I, I, I know Pastor recommends it. I, it it's, it's what I need right now. This is the book that I need right now. These are the words. Okay? I always need this book. <laughs> this is amazing. Okay? You, you, you can't ever settle if you have this. This is where it all has to start. I've hidden the word in my heart so that I might not sin against you. This is where we get this. This is where we get this word. We have to have that. And I'm thankful for Survival Kit, and I'm thankful for our, our Master Life class. I'm, I'm so thankful because it's taught me so. It's, it's moving me to another level, um, but yet I'm still fractured the outward man. I haven't just blasted that, that sucker open. I haven't just completely broken them, and then leaving the pieces there, sweeping them up, and throwing them out. It's got to be in every single thing that I do. Um, he talks about others are not our greatest hindrance, but we are. This is all Watchman Nee, the release of the Spirit. Others are not our greatest hindrance, but we are. But how many times is our finger pointing outward? Well, well if, if work didn't do this, or, well, you know, if they had made this decision, or, you know, um, man, they don't understand what I'm going through. They don't understand what I've got to do. They don't understand my challenges. Everything looks good on the outside. No, everything looks good when you're fighting with the Spirit. It doesn't look good. It is good can't just look good because you're fighting with the Spirit. When you're fighting with the Spirit, all those battles on that, the, you know, the consistency, okay, that our ministers show as far as love, the consistency that our pastors show as far as love. Uh, it's so admirable to me because you know, you know what, that they're going to tell you the truth. They're going to be honest with you. And, and why would it hurt? It would hurt because you're operating in the outward man and not okay, operating in with the inward man. You're not operating with the Holy Spirit. You're not fighting completely with that Holy Spirit. There's bits and pieces. And our first reaction is, well, you know what, Mr. Sammy? You know, 60% of me says this. Mr. Sammy says, I'm looking for the other 40% so you can be whole. But I'm 99.9, .9, great. But don't you want to be 100? Don't you want to be fighting with the Spirit with 100%? with everything that God has for you because you don't want to miss out on that point one. It's an amazing, um, amazing um, motivational thing I saw back, it was back in the 80s because our high school coach gave it to us and it was if air traffic controllers were accurate 99.9% .9 of the time, the number, and I don't know the number of crashes, but it would blow your mind on a daily basis. If air traffic controllers settled for being accurate 99.9% .9 of the time, 
the number of uh, airplane crashes that we would have at 99.9. Pastor talks about one degree. I've looked for it. I remember it. I remember that. I've looked for where that is so I could find that actual one, but it still amazes me. It sticks in my head that why wouldn't we give, why wouldn't we want that 100%? Why wouldn't we give that 100%? But it's our natural man. It's our outward man who is fighting that. Um, excitement for the outward man. Watchman Nee talks about this as far as our outward man, our feel-good man, will tell us, hey, well, I'm going to church. I know the scripture, and that's what I talked about earlier, okay, just knowing the scripture, why we need to read, we all hopefully know or heard Hebrews uh, 11.1. We know it. We know what faith is. But when we hear it, we just can't be, I already know it, okay, I've checked out. I've already heard it, I know what that means, yeah, I've used it, okay. I pick when, I pick and choose when I use it. No, okay, we have to be locked in. Because our outward man will tell us, oh, no, yeah, you know that. Oh, yeah, you've got that. You, you understand that. You learned that a long time ago. I, I learned it in the past two and a half years. That, that doesn't make me anything right or wrong. I wish I knew it a long time ago. But not only do I wish I knew it a long time ago, I wish I applied it every single time. I wish every single time I heard it that I locked into it and said, why am I hearing that? Because this book is amazing. You, you know how long this book has stood the test of time? Do you know how accurate this book is? Do you know that every single um, leadership book, uh, I've been locked into some leadership books over the past handful of years, they're all Bible. Leadership conferences, all Bible. Check them out. Whether it's a Christian writer or it's not a Christian writer. Where are they getting this information from? The Bible. This is the best leadership book that you can have. But our outward man wants to control so much. And, and I'm, I'm still sticking with Watchman Nee here, so uh, uh, I'm not, I'm not, it's not a book report, but it's just so powerful. And I, and I recommend that you just add it to your list that you should read because he talks about that outward man. And uh, Brother Ed Bobbitt did uh, a guy talk uh, about managing people and, and how to be how to manage people at work and I can't remember the exact thing but it was leading along the lines of leadership uh, this was a few months ago and talked about I saw him uh, at church and I was like you know people go to you guys go to like conferences for work um, you go to conferences for work anybody who's ever gone to a conference for work you go and you're like oh man this was good you know this was awesome. I could not wait till I get back to work and I'm going to apply these things. You feel good about it. You feel like, wow, I'm re-energized. I'm restored. I'm renewed. Based upon a little, little conference. Now, part of it is, well, you weren't at work. So you got away from that. So it felt good. And it's like, oh, wow. Now I get to see, sit here and I get to see those things. And when I see those things, then I hear those things. Now I get to apply them. But then you get back into daily life. You get back to work. You're like, this is what I'm going to do. And then all of a sudden, all those things hit you. As Christians, we settle because we hear them on Sunday. We hear them on Wednesday. We read them throughout the day. But yet, all of a sudden, when we walk out that door, when we turn SoundCloud off, okay, when we stop listening, okay, when we hang up our phone, when we... when uh, intercessory is over around 6 a.m. in the morning. 
who do you revert to? Who are you? Okay? Are you settling? Or are you going, oh my goodness, the amount of prayer feels so good. Can't just feel good. You have to apply it. Okay? You have to be able to take it to the, to the next level so that you can have those fruits of the Spirit throughout the day. That's one part. We can't get everything we need from intercessory, but why wouldn't we take everything that we possibly have access to? A text from somebody, a phone call from somebody, going out to lunch with somebody, challenging ourselves. I have the most wonderful conversations with my wife. And the overwhelming majority of them in the past two and a half years have started to revolve around our faith. And everything is going back. And I would say we're probably in the 90 percentile of everything that we talk about. Okay, well, how do we get back to what God has for us? We still got to get that, the rest of it. We got to fight with, with, with the Spirit, not against the Spirit, to get the other percentage that we're missing. Because we're still missing stuff. But we've got to fight okay, so that our covenant gets stronger, but so that our covenant with everybody, with the body can get stronger, not just with ourselves. Not just with what we're doing. Um, 2 Corinthians 4 and 7. Once again, we know these. And we can say, I, I know that. You, you may be able, you, this may be one that you know by heart. Once I say it, you'll, you'll probably know it. But we have this treasure in an earthen vessel that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. That treasure in that earthen vessel. This is the year of promise. Are we going to give up on the year of promise? Are we going to just, we've got to prepare for new beginnings. We've got to be ready for it. Because the number of times that we, my wife and I have said something, something is, is about to happen. But we have to be prepared to handle it. That new beginning, we have to be prepared to handle it. But don't give up on the promise yet. If it's the year of promise, then don't give up on the year of promise. Don't throw away those 42 days. Don't say that, you know what, that when the calendar year of January 1st, okay, I'm going to settle because 2018 has been good. It's been all right. Don't settle for that. Take every single thing that you can get. It's the beginning of basketball season, and I make those, those players are running. And, and when we start on, on the baseline, we touch the line. And, and, and some of them are like, some of them, they get close to the baseline, and then they want us to go, go down to like 75%. You know, they're, they're sprinting, they're sprinting, they're sprinting, and then they pull up right here. And, and the baseline is the, is the end uh, of the stage up here. And they pull up, they finish. But they didn't finish the way that they started. They didn't finish the way they ran everything else. So how are you going to finish four quarters of basketball? Okay, are you going to come up short in the end? Are you going to be 75, 80% in the end? But as Christians, are we going to settle? Are we going to settle when we get so close? Because we're fighting against the Spirit, and we're not fighting with the Spirit. Watchman Nee, the release of the Spirit, uh, I'm not done with it. Um, but, wow, it is exactly what I needed at this point in time. And I don't know when I would have got it. But um, I would have... Um, I can't wait to finish it because, like, like I said, uh, God telling pastor that I needed to be up here today was because I needed this. And I'm going to leave you with one thing 
James 5 and 16. No matter how you're feeling, no matter how you're feeling, James 5 and 16. And once again, I'm in the King James. Confess your faults one to another and pray for another that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. I need to read it again. James 5 and 16. Confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Master life, Master life taught me how to pray. I give thanks because if I don't give thanks, it could all be taken away. I praise him. I praise him for being the most high. I praise him for being a provider, a creator, a healer, a protector, the living God. I praise God. I have to praise God. I have to thank him. I have to praise him. But then I have to confess. Before I get to anything else, I have to confess. And that's why this is so powerful. I have to confess. I have to confess. Confess my faults. I have to confess them to all of you, to my wife. I have to confess them. And then we pray. And then we pray for one for another, that ye may be healed. We don't settle. We never settle. We fight with the Spirit. But we must confess. If we are going to be restored, if we are going to get to where we need to be, we need to stop making excuses. We need to stop settling for that 99.9% or wherever you are and figure out the more, expecting more. Never settle uh, fighting with the Spirit. That was what was all my heart.